0: Solar, bathroom renovations, kitchen renovations, anything like that, head across to tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. Tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. Book in a conversation. It is game changing. Today's podcast has been proudly brought to you by Tradey Web Guys. Tradey Web Guys work with tradespeople only on their websites and marketing solutions to help them stand out from their competition. Everything from web design through to SEO search engine marketing content creation you name it guys it is a customized solution for trade-based organizations and it's fantastic head across to tradiewebguys.com.au forward slash apply fill in the form and let's have a conversation
1: giving tradies and contractors around the globe the tools to run a modern business you're listening to toolbox talks from the site shed now here's your host matt jones
0: Hello there, listeners and viewers. Welcome back to the Sightshare Podcast. Uh, My name is Matt and I'm your host today and you are joined by the lovely Jen Pivotal from pivotal.com.au. Jen, welcome back. Thank
1: you. Hello.
0: This is your repeat appearance on the show. We recently had a conversation titled Adapting Your Business to Accommodate for Physical and Mental Health Conditions. And in that conversation, we were really talking about some of those changes that business owners would be experiencing in the situation where for one reason or another, either themselves or one of their team members have experienced physical injury or a mental health condition that has one way or another affected the business. Very common conversations lately and very common, especially in the midst of, or I suppose here in Australia, we're lucky to say in the wake of a global pandemic, but I know that's certainly not the case for a lot of our overseas listeners and viewers, especially in uh, North America. I know they're right in the thick of it over there, so we feel for you guys. Anyway, if you didn't get a chance to hear that conversation, do go back and check it out. This conversation today is going to be a little bit more about the practical applications, on how you can transition your business when you are forced off the tools. I'm guessing, Jen, we could probably touch on part of that conversation being when perhaps some of your staff members are you know, physically able to do roles and responsibilities that they might have previously done due to an injury, either physical or mentally. I've actually worked in a business where that has been the case. I suppose it was more of a, a mental injury that a family death and the guy just couldn't cope anymore with what they were doing. And they sort of had to redesign a whole bunch of roles and responsibilities to accommodate that. And to their credit, they really did a good job of it. I suppose it Luckily for them, they were quite a well-established business with quite a large Mm. staff base and they kind of had the resource to be able to you know, reshuffle, I suppose, some of those responsibilities and, you know, reorganise a few things, which worked really well in the favour of that gentleman. But I suppose from a smaller business point of view, that's certainly not going to be as common play. So, and anyway. I think,
1: you know, and really great for those businesses where there is, there are managerial, like there are levels and, and people can actually step up and, you know, be flexible and so on. What we deal with are the business owners though. And often there's not that ability just to have somebody who can pick up the roles and responsibilities of the business owner, which is usually that high end stuff. It's the stuff that really glues the business together and makes sure that they keep getting the business in the door and that the, you know, the referrals keep coming. Sure. So yeah, so really it stops with the business owner, like whether it's a large company or a, or a one man band, the idea primarily when somebody has a, a physical or other medical condition, is that what I often hear people say is, I just can't be on the tools anymore or I can't be on the tools the way I used to. And I say, well, so what do you want? What's your outcome? They say, well, I need to find myself a role in my business where I am either fully off the tools or I have a a percentage of time that I'm on the tools, but only specific sort of specific tasks I can do. But ultimately what I hear people say is, I just want to find a balance. I want to find a balance that includes my work, my personal life, but also there's this third thing that crops up for people who are dealing with a medical situation is that they need to find time to fit in their treatment. They need to find time to stay fit and healthy and, you know, do that stuff that requires us to create a routine that needs us to go swimming three times a week or to Pilates every second day, you know, or going for a walk with the dog routinely. Because yeah. that is what keeps them physically fit and healthy and, and maintain their flexibility and mobility. But mentally, it's just so important. You know, that might even include doing some meditation. Sure. Just to help you find your calm if you're starting yeah. to feel really anxious.
0: It's funny, isn't it? Like that. Uh, this is a conversation I have with a staff member only yesterday you know talking about do you train because i mean do you know do you go to a gym do you get out because i think so often you know people she was telling me she's had some anxiety issues over the years and things like that and in my experience the best way to get over any sort of problem that i'm having in my head is just go and punch it out in the gym and really like just and stay fit and i think so many people you know have these you know mental health issues because they live this sedentary lifestyle and they're so stuck behind a computer and they're not out doing what we we're designed to do they're not out you know climbing trees and the advantages of being physical is just so you can't really quantify it you know i'm sure there is I'm not even sure there's a way to quantify it.
1: Oh, God. I mean, it's it's so multifaceted. Like, it helps in so many ways. But you think about those people who used to be able to go to the gym and bash it out and, you know, run 10Ks. And now now all of a sudden they can't. And so all of a sudden, not only is their their outlet gone, Sure. But because they actually need something to make sure they don't have muscle wastage or to just to, to clear the head or whatever, they have to find a new way of doing that. Sure. Right? So, not only do they have to find a new system and way to operate within their business and to modify their role, not only do they have to find a new way of adapting to their personal lives and their personal finances and stuff, but then they've got to find an outlet that they can physically cope with and do. from a yeah and actually do like mm. find time to fit it in in amongst everything else so one of the things that we do and find that we're doing repeatedly is because it's just urgent is trying to help people to create a routine yeah around their new normal
0: yeah
1: right and often they need accountability sure. to help them to do it and stick to it yep. so you know my suggestion to people is firstly work out what that routine looks like. What's the treatment requirements that you need? Do you need to see a psychologist once a fortnight? Do you need to, you know, go to an exercise physiologist to to create an exercise program? Do you need to have physio treatment or whatever it is? Include that in your routine and then look at, well, what is it that you know helps me maintain my flexibility and mobility what helps me maintain my mindset and my mental health and incorporate it and then find somebody to go radio like i've I've got a friend who every morning at 7am sends me a link that says jenna don't forget to do your yoga i do this yoga which is this free youtube amazing yoga person in the states 20 30 minutes free and she's brilliant so i just go out to a room and I do that, and that just sets me off for the day. But if I didn't have that person keeping me accountable with a text message in the morning, I wouldn't do it. Now I'm in the habit of doing it, so I don't need her. But we all need somebody to fly the flag for us, don't we?
0: There's a, a lot to be said for accountability. We've covered I've done podcasts on this over the years. And I know certainly in my own life I've got accountability partners for multiple different things, including business coaches and colleagues who bounce things off. And even now, re- more recently, I've just only a couple of weeks back, I bought a program for my whole team for an accountability program that's essentially a, a chat bot, believe it or not, which lives which um, um, synchronises with our um, Google Chat, which is the, the chat channel that we use, and it keeps people accountable to daily goals and deliverables. And it's brilliant. It's really funny because you can give people kudos and you can, like, give them high fives and all this kind of cool stuff, and the team will love it.
1: But- that's so good. Can you include that in the show notes?
0: Yeah, I could. Yeah, I'll definitely try and um,
1: Just a link. Would be yeah,
0: good. It's, it's it's really fun. I mean, I suppose you know that's what, like one of the big things, isn't it? Like when you're so used to doing something, or you're you know you're a high achiever in some, some sort of field, whether it's you know academia, whether it's business, whether it's sport, you see it a lot in sport. I mean, I could Jesus, I could rattle off the top of my head dozens of you know situations where you've got you know. Rugby league stars, or you know, people that are to be a rugby league star who have all of a sudden been in a bad tackle, with their next bugger and they can never play football again. Coming to grips with that reality is like such an overwhelming and potentially and very often debilitating realization. You know, I'm never going to be able to do this mm. again, and it's my dream, or whatever it might be. You just see, so many, that alone cripples so many people, especially young kids. You know, and you just think if you could just like get some perspective on, on, the, on the reality and the bigger picture, you know? Like I just feel sometimes people, and it's easy for me to say because I've never had it, but, I mean, I'm sure, you know, like when you're looking from the outside into these situations, you just sometimes think like part of this transition has just got to be accepting it and just saying, mm. I've got to find something else. I have to go and, you know, make myself useful elsewhere in some way or another. And I guess it's kind of the same with business, you know? Like, sure, you've, you know, you, you've been forced out of doing what you used to do pitching roofs or digging holes or whatever it might have been but then what you've really got to look at through rose lenses in a degree to a degree don't you i mean what else can you do you know what else in in your business i mean the the beautiful thing is it's your business and you've sort of got the ability to remove yourself from these parts as i touched in the last episode like so much of what we do with and so many of the conversations we have are about helping business owners you know document the departments the roles the responsibilities so they can remove themselves from certain areas you know that might be the stuff they don't want to do but in in the instance that we're talking about it might be documenting things that they may have to go and do so they can because they can't do what they were doing you know like so much of those things that guys want to offload other non-physical things it's like yeah. the office man it's the office stuff it's the hr it's the accounting it's the you know sales it's the marketing whatever yeah. when you know maybe that is part of the stuff that they're going to have to move into they can't physically you know swing the hammer anymore that's it so, i mean and- it's an amazing opportunity because you mm-hmm. know this is something that you know, you, they're in a position to be perhaps they're luckily in a position to move themselves into because it's their business. But as you know, you've really got to have all of those things, all of those roles and responsibilities defined in the things that you can't deliver on anymore. Otherwise, you're never going to get someone to be able to fill that gap.
1: Yeah, and that's really where our business mentoring services really work. In that, what we do is is in in helping. So, stage one basically is understanding where's the business at, what are the gaps, what do you need, what are your goals how do we need how do they need to be modified to accommodate your medical situation and then we identify where do you need to focus your priorities to get your business either up and running again or diverted toward uh, towards a different focus if that's what it's we've identified is required and then because sometimes people just feel completely overwhelmed by the enormity of their situation right like we've just said before They're having to include all their rehab and treatment appointments. They're having to. They're worrying about their financial situation, and they're having to do the business right. So they're just going. They're freaking out. They're feeling completely overwhelmed. So what we do is we just really help bring that all down into an uh, an easy to manage situation, and we then help them to prioritize the tasks at hand. What do you need to do first? What do you do need to do next? If your role is going to change or increase to being more of a hands-off-the-tools sort of role, which is more quoting, uh, going for tenders, managing staff, onboarding, communication with uh, relationships with clients, all of that, what do you need to upskill in? It's generally around the marketing side or the networking side. And we actually work through upskilling them in a really simple way because we do it in zoom we can share screens so i, I often will say to someone radio right i don't know do you have a, a business facebook page no nah, i don't i hate facebook and then i'll just talk them through well what's the benefit of it and why do you actually need to have some sort of online presence i mean matt you know all of this i don't need to go on about it but just to say that while we look at all those core functions of the business we provide a little bit of hand holding just to help them get their head around what does that even mean For me and my business, and how can I learn about it? Because you know, like we said earlier on, what you don't know, you don't know. And sometimes all they need is for someone to say, you know, that Facebook does this, and having a website and and sort of the Google Analytics, this is what that means. Now, I don't do that stuff for them. I would refer to people like your business, Matt, and say, look, go to the experts. But in essence. This is how it might help you. So sometimes they just need this holistic look at what business, what their business needs to be more profitable so they can work smarter, not harder, because ultimately that's the aim. And to find solutions that are going to work for their Situation for them, not against them, and help them find balance. So that's what we do.
0: It sounds like it would be a pretty damn good exercise for every business owner to go through. To even treat it like you are going to be forced off the tools (laughs) and how to build a business around it. You know, that to be fair, it's kind of. I think that's kind of what a lot of these, like a lot of programs, allude to. Whether or not you are actually wanting to step away from the step step away from the business or not. Fundamentally, if you build a business that enables you to do so, then it's a pretty amazing business. And it puts you in a pretty well-leveraged position there where, you you know, whether you're forced into that situation or not, yeah. you've built a business that facilitates it, you
1: know. And I guess, you know, more than anything, sometimes injury or illness or not, you actually just need to start thinking outside the box. Totally. And if you can have that accountability person... That business mentor, the the rehabilitation counseling sort of approach, whatever it might be, find your person that can work with you, that can understand your concerns and your challenges and take you through that process with a bit of hand holding to understand what your needs are to take you to get to the other side. Then I tell you what, it's a it's a really good investment of your time. And if you're on income protection insurance and you've got an insurer that might be willing to pay for the service then it doesn't cost you a thing Mm. but if you if you're paying for it yourself even so i think it's a really good financial investment
0: i think it's definitely a um i think it's definitely a pretty solid advice to recommend to everyone watching this or listening to this that they try and get these things out of line before they need it <laughs> yeah. put these things into action now because you never know what's going to happen like you may get hit by a truck tomorrow heaven forbid or whatever and all of a sudden you know you you may need it and you don't want to be in that situation where you're really scrounging
1: in fact do you want a case study just a really yeah. quick one this yeah. one this one's really awesome i got a client who and, I, and this is what reminded me he got hit by a, a truck and he basically the truck ran over his chest and shoulder sort of area. In, in anyway, it, it resulted in quite a few upper body limitations. I he can even. imagine. Yeah, he was pretty bad. Anyway, he was a landscaper, right? So an injury like that is not ideal for a landscaping professional because there's lots of digging and, you know, vibratory sort of stuff. And so he came to me through his income protection insurer and he came to me and he said, Look, I'm gonna have to close my business. There is no way that I can operate this business because I don't know how long I'm going to get, take to get better, if at all. So I said, well, hang on. Before you decide on closing your business, should we just look at your business and see what's possible? There might be a way that you can continue to operate this business without you actually having to do anything physical. So we, we looked at that and we basically looked at his model, looked at whether he took on subcontractors. He was like, oh, I hate subcontractors. You know, they've always done me bad. And so, on. so we worked through how he could do that better So he found two subcontractors that ended up being like awesome, one of whom was so good that after about six months, my client said, look, Jen, I'm actually thinking that I want to offer this guy a profit share of my business. So we worked out a a strategy for him to basically offer a sort of a profit share type partnership arrangement, right? So it was a real, it was great. It was win-win. So with this guy, come on, he took on some more responsibility, they took on some more um, staff, and the business started ticking along. So then my client, who was doing all the quoting and stuff but was starting to get itchy, saying, look, I'd actually like to go off and do some study. He said, I've never studied, but I really want to go and learn how to... Um, Design. Not, well, it was actually a sort of like business... Um, oh, what was it? A Building surveyor, right? Oh, okay. Because in his role as a landscaper, he used to see people with with swimming pools that would always need building inspections uh, in order to get them across the line. So he went off and did this diploma in um, Surveying. surveying and started up a business on the side which allowed him just to go off and do a pool inspection. So as you can imagine, that's not physical. So then all of a sudden he had these two businesses, the one, the landscaping business that he was having increasingly less hands-on role in that was actually doing really well, to this other business that he'd started. And he just started, like I just helped him to do a bit of marketing to help, you know, be in front of of his ideal uh, customer base. That started doing well. And then the outcome was that he said, "Radio, I'm actually really enjoying this pool inspection job way better. Meanwhile, his partner said, I'll buy you out. So he ended up selling his other business, <laughs> had this other business that was way better for his physical limitations, and he was actually doing better in it. Boy. So the outcome was just extraordinary. But it, that was us really looking at all angles yeah. of of business and, and for him it ended up being a bit of career uh, transition sure because at I one get. point he was thinking do i need to go get a job yeah but he said i don't really want a job because i need the flexibility that being self-employed gives me anyway yeah. so he found the ideal solution that and was great
0: and again that's the the rose colored lens isn't it and which he would never would have mm-hmm. looked through if he didn't speak to you so it definitely pays to have someone in your corner that you can bounce those things off yeah this has been great what do you reckon is there, have we covered off on everything we, we wanted to
1: Oh, you know, Matt, um, I could talk about this all yeah, day. So, we, of course we could. You know, but look I, I think that you've you've got the gist of it. Most importantly is just really balancing the fine line between what your your body and your mind wanting to do it but can't, and how we can build that into creating an effective business plan where it can be profitable, feasible, where it has you working smarter, not harder, and at the end of the day that you can continue having a good balance in your life that yeah. doesn't compromise your health any yeah. further. Yeah,
0: and I think for a lot of a lot of the guys out there, although you never wish to be in a situation where you're forced and not forced off the tools, but I think for the better part, you know, like, like the, the case study you just, you know, spoke of, in a situation where that does become apparent, you know, you're probably going to be forced into a situation which could potentially put you in a much better position anyway. Encourage you guys to go and look for that position before it becomes a reality, you know. And, you know, look at it, look at the bigger picture and really strategize, you know, where you'd like it to go and where you'd like it where you could potentially see yourself within the business, Um, not necessarily if you are injured, but certainly, you know, as a bigger picture, a bit of perspective, you know. Um, it will certainly, I, I believe, pay dividends.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. I mean, no one wants to be the plumber on the shovel, sixty years old, right? So, unless you look, look and, at- and
1: if they can be, because for some reason their body's held out that long, like hats off to them. But you know, sure. The more I see, the less likely that that's going to be the end result. When you
0: yeah, I mean, he, as you say, even you know, entering into the forties when you've been doing this for twenty odd years, your body does start to break down a bit. So you've really got to start thinking outside of the box and thinking a bit more long term with these sort of things. How you can remove yourself from,
1: yeah.
0: you know, the guy digging the holes.
1: You bet. Good luck, well, everybody, with that. And here, you- if anybody just needs to even have a chat, like really, you don't need to feel that you're committed to having any sort of ongoing business support with us. But if you just feel like you want to suss out whether it might work for you, please feel free to get in touch.
0: Well, that's great, and thank you for uh, Jen. And that once again, guys, Jen is in the Facebook community. So, if you do have any questions, or certainly when you see this podcast come through, if you want to ask Jen any questions in relation to that, things we may may or not have covered, or some of the experiences you might have had, or some questions you might have, then by all means, um, hit us up in the group. Jen, you're from Pivotal, P-I-V-O-T-L. au, um, and your email is Jen at um, guys. I'll put some links to that in the show notes. Thank you very much for your time.
1: Thank you. See you, everybody. Thanks, Matt.
0: Ciao. Thank you for listening to another episode of Toolbox Talks. If you're liking what you hear, then you can head across to the siteshed.com where you can join our community by signing up to our Toolbox Talks. Uh, You'll get sent a weekly notification, which is basically a highlight of everything that we've spoken about during that week, along with any other industry news that may be relevant or specific to the trades. If you're enjoying the show, you can head across to iTunes, Stitcher or SoundCloud where you can leave us a review. Uh, that would be fantastic and all the reviews get read out in the show. Uh, likewise, if you have any friends or colleagues that you think would benefit from the show and the, the episodes that we create, then please go ahead and share it with them. 13,000% return on ad spend, please head across to tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcasts. That's tradeywiki forward slash pod for podcast. It will be well worth the conversation. And I can't wait to chat with you. Ciao.